Welcome to the Music Grind podcast. This is episode four. Welcome back, everybody, to The Music Grind. My name is Tito, and this is the podcast where I talk to pro musicians to get a kind of a a quote-unquote day-in-the-life perspective on what we do and the work that we do and what our lives entail, just to give you an inside view. Uh, If you're not a musician yourself then maybe you don't know what what it is we do day to day and this is that's what this podcast is for i have exciting news today um this podcast is now available on apple podcast and stitcher so it makes it a lot easier for people to find it makes it a lot easier for you to subscribe if you haven't already done so like i said it's a lot easier you can just go click subscribe you can still subscribe on the website, uh, themusicgrind.com, but my guess is that one of these distribution apps is going to be easier for you, so go check that out and tell your friends. Uh, there's another piece of news. I have a logo now. Um, my sister, who's a graphic designer, has been uh, working on it, and now I have it. Now it's on the website. It's on, the, uh, it's on all these apps and I'm, I really like it. I'm, I'm proud of it. My sister did a great job. Uh, and you can email me for uh, her info. She is a graphic designer for hire, so uh, I'll, I'll send work her way. There is more distribution coming. I'm trying to get on Spotify and, uh, you know, whatever else is out there in the world. Today I have my friend Joe Kosis or as I like to call him, Jokosis. Jokosis. And if you're wondering why I'm pronouncing his name so strangely, just wait. Uh, I, we actually get into it later on in this <laughs> in this interview. Um, when I started calling him that, he was kind of flustered, and maybe when he listens to this, he'll he's going to just uh, put his face in his palms, shake his head, and just be incredibly annoyed at me. Joe Kosas is a pianist, composer, music director, studio owner slash producer slash engineer. Now, I say that because when you're a studio owner, many times you have to be all those things. So he is all those things. And uh, and he's great at, at all of them. Uh, he's a great musician and great uh, person. Uh, and, you know, his studio is called uh, Blue Couch Studio. Go check that out. Uh, in this interview, he talks about, you know, how he moved here and why he moved here, talks about networking, uh, the business side of music and that family life balance that can get really difficult uh, for us musicians. Uh, and one of the things that I've noticed with my experience and talking to other people that networking is really the the biggest thing you'll see how you'll see his his story or you'll hear his story how he met this person and that brought him to this spot or either physically uh, you know here in Tampa or a spot in his career and that introduced him to the next person and that and then it introduced him to the next person and so forth and so on. And, and that's, that arc is so true for all of us. And I really love uh, his story for that. Uh, and just so you know, he does reference a camera. He talks to, he breaks the fourth wall because when I first envisioned this and when we first recorded this, I did have cameras set up. I did intend to put video um, I'm not doing that right now, so I just took the audio from that video, but he does break the fourth wall uh, because he's a crazy kind of guy. Uh, so just if it sounds weird, like he's talking directly at something, he is. He's talking to you, the listener, or in that case, the viewer. Uh, so without further ado, here is the interview with Jokosis. Um, so Joe, how did you get started with music? 
How did I get started with music? Yeah. I started out with music at the age of four going into five. And my mother, <laughs> my mother showed me where middle C was on our, on our old German grand piano, uh, grand piano, old German piano, uh, back at the house. It had this, had these beautiful, uh, etchings on the, on the legs of the piano and whatnot. It's like a 120 year old piano now. Um, anyway, she showed me where middle C was and, uh, I wasn't taking lessons at the time because my feet couldn't touch the touch the <laughs> pedals, and um, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, started taking piano lessons, and then and then it blossomed from there. That's the short of it. And piano is you consider piano your main instrument still? Piano is my first love and my first passion, and I think uh, it, it's kind of been my steady and go to. Um, uh, uh, since then, it's uh, I, I've developed a, a love, liking, and passion for um, for other instruments. But it's um, uh, generally speaking, it's my main. Cool. Did you go to school? Did you study like uh, college? I mean, obviously, right? High school. Yeah. Did you go to school for music? Yes, I did. Uh, so uh, actually, going back to to high school, um, and and I see a lot of similarities between um, between my peers and also a lot of the students that I that I have growing up who who continue to be aspiring musicians. Um, that is. Uh, that is their high school. <laughs> their high school curriculum looks very just like a music, like yeah. a college music uh, uh, curriculum, where it's like all music classes and then like w whatever extra general education stuff that yeah. they need to graduate. And then uh, I studied at uh, I went to Berkeley for a summer uh, for a summer session, and then I went to uh, the University of Missouri of Columbia, the University of Missouri of Columbia. In Columbia, Missouri, okay, and uh, it was it's the it's the state school there in Missouri, and um, yeah, I studied music there, uh, music everything. Like my my interest changed, and I got involved with a lot of bands and and whatnot. Okay, so who was? Uh, let's go with your main instrument. Who were your top three influences? You know, instrumentalists, or actually any any instrumentalist. Any instrumentalist. Yeah, top Paige three. Paige McConnell, Ben Folds Five. And somebody else, Victor somebody Wooten. Else. Victor Wooten. Victor Wooten. Okay. Uh, a bass wow, player. that that's crazy. I usually it usually doesn't take me that short just to like rattle them off. Well, I mean, if they if they influenced you, then you'll know. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Like for Paige McConnell, I was more I was more fascinated with the band Fish, and I was fascinated by how. Uh, I don't know if there are any fish fans out there, uh, but they're, um, they have a lot of literature on them, like how they, how they grew up, like their very first shows and, mm -hmm. uh, 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 the record of, of, of their band blossoming, growing from nothing basically, and then becoming this worldwide thing. Uh, I was I was almost more fascinated with that and like the business, uh, the business of that and, and the growth of that. Um, in, in addition to the playing, I, I really enjoyed the playing and I really enjoyed the musicianship and I really enjoyed, uh, at that point in time, I enjoyed the scene. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, um, uh, and then for Ben Folds 5, there was something about him, and, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a bunch of musicians who really touched me, but um, just off the top, uh, just off the cuff, he really touched me in the sense that he was a singer and uh, as well as a very aggressive, talented, virtuoso player. And what I liked about him was the emotion and the aggressiveness, the, the aggression, yeah. uh, how aggressively he, he played the piano. Uh, and with how much uh, authority he ca he came at the piano, and still his songs are really fun and enjoyable. And he's a showman; he could do things solo. Uh, he, he's been another one of my favorite influences. And then for Victor Wooten, um, uh, 
back in high school, talking about different loves and different passions for different instruments. In high school, I had this very idealistic teenage dream of become, becoming a, a rock and roll bass player. And so what better way to learn rock and roll bass playing than a guy who plays <laughs> a lot of notes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, actually, Flea was like one of, what, like before, before, before Victor Wooten uh, you know, came onto my radar, uh, Flea was a big, influence of me just being like a showman being in a band you know uh, uh and then uh and then playing like crazy bass crazy technical bass which is uh also uh what i was into but yeah the, it, it was more the uh it was more the technical playing of, okay. of victor wooten that really uh got me excited about bass playing him and music right so so you mentioned that now so you do play bass and you take gigs as bass so to be a full-time musician, you have to have some diversity um, in order to survive, I believe. And you do it. Like, you take uh, keyboard gigs, bass gigs, guitar, um, bass and keys at the same time. So how did you get started uh, being a professional? Like, your, your professional music life, how did that start? It started out, my very first gig was when I was 16, I was playing at the Doubletree Hotel in Chesterfield, Missouri <laughs> with the Donnie Reynolds trio. Um, I don't know what happened to Donnie Reynolds, but he was, he was the keyboard player and a uh, super cool guy. Uh, I was playing bass, actually, at that. I was playing this five-string Yamaha fretless bass, which I still, still have. have. that one, I yeah. Still, I know the, that one that one. I, yeah. the one that, uh, that won't leave me. Yeah, <laughs> I've tried to sell it, yep. Um, and uh, Dave Johnstone was playing drums, and he's now in LA, actually kind of doing our thing now, just being a musician. He's got a family, he's got two, one or two kids, I think, and uh, uh, runs and stays healthy. I keep an eye on him on Facebook. <laughs> Dave Johnstone, check him out, check him out. <laughs> True. And uh, he was he was he was a great guy. He 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 taught me how to group triplets in in in, in four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On jazz, so jazz drum solos. Anyways, we're, I'm straying now off the I question. Now I know where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was number one, and then my buddy Mike Oliverio kind of helped uh, solidify the triplets grouped in four thing. Anyways, that's neither here or there. Going back to where I started out, <laughs> making a living playing music, it was doing that double tree hotel thing. Uh, that trio, it was every, um, every Sunday morning for a Sunday brunch. I remember, I, I don't know why I'm throwing this in, but there was a guy, his name was Ruben. He made omelets for us. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you, Ruben, for making those omelets. They were wonderful. They were one of the, it was actually, believe it or not, it was one of the reasons why I went there. That in addition to the Mozingo family who owned a music score down there, but they always were complimentary and enjoyed uh, our music. Uh, but they were there every, um, almost every Sunday brunch when we were playing. And, um, and of course, my friends and, and, and being in high school, the pay was nice. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like, uh, um, you know, it was actually a, a, a decent gig, you know, so. Yeah, getting paid to do what, what you would probably do for free at that, especially at that age. Um, so if you started in Missouri, now you're here in Tampa. What, what, what was that like, that transition? How did you come over here and start your professional life here? Or did you already know people when you came the here? The reason why I moved to Tampa and... Uh, at least for me, I, I think it's an interesting story. But I moved down here because I knew the... <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Let's, uh, let's let it all out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm trying to see how, how, how much information is, is pertinent. Do you have to change like names of innocent people or something? Uh, is it one of those stories? Yeah. Okay, no, 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 it's okay, okay, it's okay. It's, it, it, I, was, I, I knew the son from one of the CEOs from a, uh, a, a big company out of, out of St. Louis. And, um, a beer company? <laughs> How many? Not a beer company, but you, 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 there are a lot of companies out of St. Louis. Really? You know? Yeah. There, I mean, like, there's a Lockheed up there. There's a. Well, okay, we could go on and on. Yeah. Anyways, 
look it up. St. Louis businesses, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he had some budget and his family had some budget to play around with. They ended up, uh, um, they ended up buy buying some land just north of Tampa and ended up building, uh, building a, a studio, a five, a 5,000 square foot studio, state of the art, uh, well, new, new, it was a new build. It was a new building and um, uh, 24 foot high ceilings at the highest point. And um, it, was, uh, it was something for me to be a part of, like coming, coming, uh, coming out of college. And I moved down here to be in that band. Okay. That, and uh, that band didn't end up panning out, but uh, you know, the run of it was that that building was built for us to rehearse in there, for us to record in there, which we did. We rehearsed in there, we recorded in there, we threw festivals out there, so we threw parties out there where people would uh, camp on the property, yeah. and uh, we, would, we would have uh, bands play there as well as our own band. And then we, uh, we also lived out there on the property as well. And um, that's what brought me down to the Tampa area. So, so you basically, um, coming down for you as an individual, you um, in effect created your own network. So when that band broke up, you still had, you still knew some of these people. And now you had uh, some foot in the door here? Yeah, so the, uh, <laughs> the guitarist in my band, actually I just was hanging out with him two days ago. Uh, he was shooting photography for, for, one of the, uh, for one of the current bands that I play in, and he's still got a band going on. Uh, he was best man at my wedding, so we keep, uh, we keep in close touch. We've got a lot in common, and, and I still keep in touch with him. Uh, as far as networking is concerned, when I came down here, I started needing to network with people. Uh, one of the first jobs I got down here was, uh, was playing at a church, and then that uh, started the whole networking thing. Yeah. And then uh, the more my band started to play out, that is the, the band, uh, it was called Middle Rhythm Session. And uh, the... <laughs> True. <laughs> if you're wanting to look that up, if you're wanting to look that up, if you're wanting to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Um, it, it was, uh, um, uh, the, we would play festivals or other shows or people would come out to see our band or on our nights off, we would go out to see other bands. And that's how I started meeting other musicians yeah. was seeing all these, uh, either all the same venues that we went to or going to open mic nights or going to these, uh, jam sessions. And that's how I met those, uh, those other, uh, musicians. And that's how my networking started. And uh, also at that church, uh, uh, there were two churches, two churches that I was playing at when I when I first came to Tampa, and uh, both of those I've gotten a lot of um, was a lot of networking either towards getting more uh, house call lessons or getting getting more gigs, getting more church uh, church work or getting more out and about band work, playing in playing in bars, venues, weddings, that right. whole scene. So right. So, um, so that's more diversity there. You just mentioned teaching, right? Um, and as a full-time musician, you, you know, you have to have some diversity in what you do. So you play and you teach and um, you, you have a wife, right? And a yep. young daughter yep. and another one on the way. Yep. Right? Do yep. you know yep. if it's a boy or a girl? Do you know we, that yet? We're, we're gonna let it be a surprise like the first one. Oh, okay, that's right, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, Yeah. good. So, so you're able to do this. You have a family, mm -hmm. you know, and um, you're able to support them. Um, how did the, the teaching uh, thing start? Okay. Did it start in Missouri? Did you, were uh, you yeah. teaching back then? Actually, I, I was teaching back in Missouri. Uh, my very first lesson was in high school. I was in high school. I was a junior, either a junior or I want to... Yeah, it was like junior year going into senior year. I got my very first paid lesson. Hmm. And uh, it was one of my friends, he was wanting to learn, uh, he was wanting to learn bass because we were both really into Primus. That's one of my other big influences. Yeah, yeah like like that top three, man, that's that's like not enough. It's tough, man. Yeah, it I should know. Be like a top 15. Well, <laughs> I, we don't, hey, okay, we don't have not, that much I'm not, time. I'm not dogging on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, know. I I said three because I yeah. know it's tough. Yeah. And it has, yeah. Um, 
Uh, but Les Claypool, another one of my yeah. huge influences. Great showman, yeah. sings, plays bass, does something unconventional with the bass. Anyways, my friend was wanting to learn how to play bass because he was really inspired by him, as was I. And so that was my first experience teaching. And then from there, uh, all throughout college, uh, you know, I continued to teach. And then when I moved down here, um, actually my, my good friend, uh, Blake, who was in that middle rhythm session band, uh -huh. uh, he got me my first my first couple lessons when I moved down here, and uh, from there, um, my name got around, and I was able to get more clients. So it seems your progression, um, especially here, your progression is word of mouth. Yes. Like you're networking. Do you do you do any um, or well, I I know I've seen some stuff that you've posted recently, but up until recently have you been promoting yourself you know taking ads or or you know pushing yourself or has it all been word of mouth it's been mostly word of mouth and it's been a combination of stuff so i think uh you know reputation character and personality it plays a large part in networking mm -hmm. and i I'm, I'm actually starting to see that some of that frustration build in some of my other peers who are a little bit more frustrated and they're they're just not able to connect on, on, on a social level, even though, uh, even though they might be incredible players, incredible teachers, incredible, uh, you know, incredibly talented in, in, in some capacity. Um, I have taken ads out, uh, I've, I've, uh, but for me, it's mostly word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I remember taking this one paper ad out, I'd posted something at the University of Tampa um, several years back, probably 12, uh, 11, 12 years back, okay. and I think I got two clients out of that. And what, did you, uh, what were you advertising? I was adding, advertising music lessons. Okay. And then as far as like other kind of ads, wow. Um, now I've just been connected to booking agencies. So like all the looking, local booking people mm -hmm. um, I've been connected to. Uh, uh, there's, there's one that has a, a building in South Tampa and then there are two who are just standalones, uh, but but they have a reputation and they're connected to uh, several gigs around in the area. And then uh, there's also some internet booking that I that I'm connected to, uh, gig gig salad and gig masters, either directly or indirectly, whether they be uh, through my my own stuff or or other people. And then now I'm now I'm starting to delve into more different stuff like that's my gig. That's my gig, yeah, we've That's talked about, gig. you and I have talked about That's that. <laughs> all this, you know what, I, I, I hope you guys do check that out because it's all good resources, but um, you know, the people at That's My Gig, actually we have a mutual friend, I think you introduced me, Derek Frank. Um, oh yeah. Had an article on, uh, yeah. on That's My Gig, and it was a really good article actually. Yeah. Uh, so, so, let's see, so now you're, um, now you're playing like have, I can kind of see as you're telling me that your story, you know, a, kind of a progression, you know, where you came here almost with nothing. Is that a fair description? Like he built that building and yeah. here's this band, but you didn't, you were dependent on that. Where now you're dependent on yourself and your progression, you know, going, uh, would, would it be fair to say that a bar gig um, is kind of, you know, a wedding gig is better than a bar gig. Oh wow, that 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 that's a very gray area, mm -hmm. um, uh, because I think I think it depends what your what your definition of a bar gig is, uh -huh. and and uh, that's a good point. You know, I think that can be a gray area because they're you know where do you draw the line because they're they're bars at weddings. Uh, I just played this. I know. I, I, I know. I, I think it's more of like a public bar that people go to, and then there happens to be music there. Sure. Uh, I think that's what you're getting at. Uh, in that capacity, it depends. Yeah. It depends on the situation. Uh, like in the past year, I've, in that capacity, I've definitely played bar gigs. You know? I've had this conversation with some other people that sometimes, you know, most often is the case that wedding and corporate gigs will pay more mm -hmm. than you know your dive dive bar, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes 
sometimes money is not the driving factor. If the hang is cool, if the music's yep. amazing, you know, or mm -hmm. uh, you want to do somebody a favor, or you know, you just want to take a night off, or whatever your reason is, it might not be financial to take a, another gig. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, That's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay, cool. I, I can't expect I didn't, it on yeah, that no, anymore. I didn't really, I didn't yeah. really ask you a question there, did yeah. I? <laughs> no. Well, okay. So, so now you're doing. You. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. No. So now you're doing. Um, you've told me you're you're building a studio. Yes. So, playing, um, and you're a music director at a church. Mm -hmm. um, so that's playing and arranging and and scheduling probably. Yep. Right. And uh, and then teaching and now studio yep. owner. Yeah. What is that? What has that entailed for you? Little sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm, but the money is great. The, yeah? <laughs> I'm so kidding. No, <laughs> no I, I mean, um, th there's a little bit of truth in, in both of those statements. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, I mean, coming with, respons with, coming with money is responsibility. So, uh, man, there, there have just been uh, some... Uh, not sleepless nights, but like nights where I like, I couldn't go to sleep because I had a lot weighing on my mind. And um, uh, having a family adds another dimension to it. Um, I just recently did a, um, a class over at the player school talking, it was a very abstract uh, topic, but I, 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 I led with purpose, relevance, and spirituality. And I think that having a family adds that added layer of purpose and spirituality to people's music. And it comes, you know, it's like, yes, you know, you, you need to support yourself and uh, you need to do that. If, that. if that's what you want to do. I know some people who, you know, that's not their thing. They don't want to start a family. They have cats or they have, <laughs> <laughs> or they're not even married, you yeah, know, right. like they're not into that. And, uh, or they just want to travel. And uh, it, it really, um, I think, uh, you know, my advice to anybody watching who's like up and coming and thinking about doing this for a living, you know, they should think about you. <laughs> they should think about, um, you, you, yeah. <laughs> should, uh, you should think about, uh, like purpose and what really drives you. Uh, there's a, there's a guy I ran into, uh, I lived with him for a little bit, and he um, he felt that music was his purpose. However, he was being unreasonable. Like he didn't have like that certain thing to be able to pull it off. And and I think that's a very stark reality. That what thing? What's that thing? What do you mean? <sighs> uh, uh, he didn't have a, it was weird. He, he wasn't like financially mature enough. And, and, and he was going through, uh, he was going through a, divor a, a divorce. And, um, and I could see why he was going through a divorce because he didn't have his financial ducks in a row. Yeah. And um, uh, when he was living with me, he was, I, I was his landlord. I, uh, he was, uh, he, he was paying me rent. Um, and, he, uh, you know, one one month he gave me artwork for that was the rent. Yeah, for rent because we found out what the value of of the artwork was, and I'm like, oh well, it looks really good on my walls. And because we're friends, he was like, well, why don't I give that to you for 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 rent because I can't make ends meet. I'm like, I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, dude, like, you know, th there there are certain you have to live life on life's terms, okay. So, so yes, you need to feed yourself. If you want to stay alive, you need to feed yourself, you need to clothe yourself, you need yeah. to shelter yourself. And then other things such as paying taxes. You know, if you don't want to pay taxes, then you have to deal with the, con the, with the consequence of running and chasing and running into people at gigs who are like, I will only take cash right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 you know, it's it's funny. He's thinking about this, <laughs> like Tito's thinking about this, because like we we run into people like that, where <laughs> where where they're like, I need cash yeah. now at the end of a gig, 
where you know we, we might be more flexible. We're like, oh yeah, we can take a you know we can take payment however we need to. But these are certain layers of playing. I don't even know what the question was anymore. But uh, well, I don't know. But that that kind of that kind of um, leads me to another another thought. I mean, what you're describing is not just music but business. You you're talking about somebody having their business sense together, and you know financial ducks in a row. Um, if you don't have a good sense of maintaining a business, then you're going to have, or you could find yourself in struggles. That's kind of what you're describing, that this guy didn't have his, um, this, his business sense and he found himself in a bunch of struggles. So um, well, how, do you, how do you do it? How, what do you do to uh, So the way maintain? I do it, um, we were talking about family. And we're talking, we're talking about, about purpose, yeah. yeah. So at least the way I have it worked out, I have my, my family account. So I end up paying myself, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, have a, uh, uh, I have a business account that I, that I pay my personal account. That's my family account. It's not so uncommon. I've talked to a lot of people who do that. Yeah. Boom. Incorporate yourself, your music, yeah. and then you are the sole employee of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Which... Um, uh, makes things a little weird writing checks to yourself, but but in a sense, like at least having that veil and having that organization in on 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 the domestic front, on the family front, yeah, that's that's m much more easing, you know, uh, at, at least for me, what what works for me, right? And um, um, yeah, I can't expound. Like what else? Okay, am I to well, say? I what was um. What's like the, one of the major pitfalls that you've come across, um, actually relating to your family. Being mm. a professional musician, I have found that my schedule is very often the exact opposite of everybody else with a normal life. Yeah. Um, how, have you, how have you managed that with your family? Or, or what has been, and or what have been, you know, a pitfall? Or yeah, it's very challenging. <laughs> it's not easy at all. And the, that, that's the challenge, that everybody wants to hang out when we're working. Yeah. And uh, that, that is, uh, that's the life of a musician. You, you, you like, we, we make money on Memorial Day mm -hmm. and people wanna go out on their boats and hang out right. in the sunshine on Memorial Day and listen to music. Right. You know? But it's us. So yeah, listening but it's to, us. Yeah. It's, it's or us. New Year's yeah. and... Yeah, exactly. So that's, you know. that's our job. Although... So, have you ever had a Thanksgiving gig? No. Oh, I did. You did? I did. <laughs> you haven't had one? It's not, I mean, no, it's- No, tell me about the Thanksgiving gig. Okay, so this was with, um, this was with um, uh, Belinda Womack. Uh-huh. Right? She, I've played with her before and it's, it, it's not as often, um, these days especially, but, um, she just out of the blue, she called me. She had a gig at Timpano's, which is, you know, it's a local restaurant, um, kind of upscale restaurant and little stage, a, a trio mm -hmm. and her. So piano, bass and drums. And it was on Thanksgiving day. Wow. And you know, the restaurant is open for, for customers that I've seen that before. And they wanted music. They hired her and she hired me. That was the my one and only gig, and then you know we played, and we had a Thanksgiving dinner, um, paid for by the restaurant. They that's, they did that, and mm -hmm. you know I had my I had my uh, girlfriend at the time, and it was all, everybody's happy, like, yeah. And and you know what? To be honest, at that stage in my life, I didn't mind it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I would do that now, but yeah, yeah, my one and only Thanksgiving gig. Wow. <laughs> I think I had a thanks. It was either Thanksgiving night or it was Friday night. But I remember we were all out in the water. We were all on the water in the middle of uh, Florida kayaking, and I remember I ended up taking the best kayak so that I could get to the let out point faster than everybody else because I needed to leave for the gig. <laughs> Dude, hey. See, you got to do what you got to do. You so, do. yeah, and it was, it was either Thursday or Friday. I can't remember, but uh, that's, that's irrelevant. But it's, it's uh, um, going back to your question, there's 
a lot of sacrifice. There is a lot of sacrifice to um, balancing family time and 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 work. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, I have, for me, I have an extremely understanding wife, and she knows that. Uh, she she's also a nurse too, so she has to work some of those holidays. Yeah. It's it's mandatory right. that she does. Uh, that she works like uh, half of the holidays or something like that, and you sign up for them at the beginning. Sure, she signs up, she signs up for them at the beginning of the year, right. and uh, and so like yeah, New Year's is not really that big of a deal because she'll just work or something like that. We'll work something out, right. and uh, but um, but there is that fine balance. They do say happy wife, happy life, yeah. uh, and and I think th there's truth to that, and. Um, you just have to find the right balance. For me, uh, I know. Congratulations on uh, on your engagement, uh, by the yes, way. Thank you. I don't know exactly the timing of when this video is going to be posted, but it'll be after the maybe. engagement because I'm already engaged. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well yeah. I'm I'm talking about like the actual marriage. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know when this is going to air either. I don't exactly know, but we have a we have a date in mind, and so that's part of. I mean, I'm I'm asking also not only for viewers but i'm one of the viewers you know in term in that sense like how do you do it oh, how do you do it how do you, <laughs> how do you you know how do you balance that because that, you that do is it? you know what that's a reality wow. that i'm going to have to man it is hard you know I, I mean i wouldn't i wouldn't give it up for anything i mean you've got a you've got a um, it's not like it's not terrible <laughs> but but it's it's not well I mean because okay, you, you okay. run into some people where they're just like they just like try to like gloss it over they're like oh it's the greatest thing in the whole entire world kids are the wonderfulest thing most wonderful thing in the whole entire world it's like yeah they're great there's nothing that replaces it but it's a it's, it's a ton of work yeah it's a ton of work oh yeah the uh, the the uh, uh, um, uh, consequence the uh, the reward that you get from it is uh, it is like none other. And I, I know you have a son, and 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 it's it's like none other to see your little one grow up and to be able to do things that they weren't able to do right. a day ago, a month ago, a, a year ago. Right. It's amazing just to be a part of that. But a ton of work, a ton of responsibility, and then add the layer of music, you know, add the layer of kids, add the layer of other things that you want to do in your life. I mean, so so other people, everybody has a job or. You know, a lot of people have jobs that are demanding. You know, think of like the single mother, and they have a lot of demands on their time. I think what is unique about us is that um, oftentimes people have, well, I mean, that's not true if somebody has like two or three jobs and their whole day is taken up. But if you have a nine to five, you know, then your kids are in school while you're at work. And so the schedules line up. What's really unique about ours is that our schedule is often opposite. And so that's what makes that sometimes, yeah. many times, that's what makes it tougher. Well, for us, we're doing homeschooling. Oh, <laughs> so good. we're having we're having at least that's what the that, that's what the goal is. Right. So, uh, parents in law are going to be uh, helping out with that, and 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 mom is going to be helping out with that. It's going to be you know uh, responsible for that. Um, uh, for me, the whole nine to five thing. I still do stuff during the day. And then in addition to that. Okay, what's your I, typical day? My typical day, yeah. wow, for a musician. Not, not a, I know you've had some, I know you're yeah. building the studio, so that's taking up a lot of time, but uh -huh. before the studio. Okay, I, I can actually split it up in, in, in two parts here. Okay. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Generally speaking, my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday mornings and early afternoons are either meetings whether they be uh, spiritual meetings, I'm really involved with uh, drug and alcohol recovery type stuff. Yeah. Um, so I either meet at that uh, then, uh, emails, phone calls, um, video work. Uh, it's it's a Monday today, and yeah. and it's uh, we started uh, in the late morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going into the yeah, right. <laughs> going into the early afternoon right. to 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 do this, and that's what my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday mornings, early afternoons, and actually with the, with the whole um, uh, general contractor uh, building studio thing, it's become my studio time. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, emails, 
Yeah. So all the admin phone stuff. calls. Yeah, admin stuff, and then um, and then the afternoon going into the evening is uh, for me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are lessons. Okay. So those are house call lessons. Um, and then Thursday is my family day, really important, very important. For you, I recommend either Monday or, you know, Monday or Thursday. Monday at the end of, uh, at the end of your uh, go around of gigs or Thursday. Oh, yeah. Or thir Thursday, you may be- right, Like right before your, our work week? Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Right. Or, okay. or Thursday, but like not, not like the entire day. Mm -hmm. The entire the day the moment you wake up and I'm not perfect at this either, uh, uh, just to be completely honest. But uh, you know to block out an entire day for family. Mm -hmm. uh, my family day is Thursday, and then um, uh, and then Friday gig, Saturday gig, Sunday gig slash church. Right. So uh, my my church is you know going to a gig that's important to me. Uh, again, going back to purpose, relevance, and spirituality, you have to figure you have to figure out what what makes you tick, and what what you value, and where your heart, mind, and spirituality is. Because I think that dictates everything how what we do. I, I feel that if your spiritual life is in order, then your uh, emotional and uh, mental state is in order, and then mental state is in order. And then there, and then under that is how, how to make music, how to run your life, how to, you know, if you're living in New York, you don't need a, how to get your transportation, you know, uh, car, you know, all that stuff will come into play. We'll just, it will fall. It will fall into place if, in my opinion, if you have your spiritual, uh, spiritual ducks in a row. I, you know, I agree with, you know, I agree. We've had these conversations before. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you? The, you know, the studio's next and you're yep. working on getting that finished. Mm -hmm. um, what's the, what are the next moves for you? The next moves for me is to get the studio finished. Um, uh, honestly, right now I, I, I hit a snag and I am uh, working through that challenge right now. And um, as I mentioned before, it, it kept me up uh, for several nights and, and I'm working through working through that right now. But for the future for me, my goal, and I haven't been perfect at this, is just to be more efficient. And it's uh, um, just to, I've, I've done some things, say in the past, past couple months, where I've gotten some good feedback. And uh, what, one of my friends who, uh, who plays with uh, bigger artists, uh, he, he told me the most satisfying thing for him after a gig is getting a heartfelt thank you from somebody and not, not, a, not a really shallow like, oh, you did a good job tonight or like the music was wonderful, whatever, and then, they, and then you part your ways. But uh, this past Friday, I had um, one of my former, uh, uh, the parents of, uh, of uh, somebody that I taught come up to me and gave me the most serious heartfelt thanks that I've, that I, that I've ever had recently. And uh, so I'm gonna be connecting with their son later and hopefully doing some studio work with him. Cool. Um, but, but that's touching. So doing things that are more impactful. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's, there's a video that I did. At first, uh, it, was, it was the, uh, the Whitney Houston video, uh, yeah. one take uh, video that I did. How will I know? YouTube. Joe Kosis, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my next yeah. question, but okay. Um, but, yeah. but like my, um, I'm having old friends reach out to me being like, oh, that was great. Or like my nephew and my niece, they love the video. They won't yeah. stop singing the song, <laughs> which is great. Like that, that is, is what's really touching to me. And um, so stuff like that, I, I just wanna be, a, I just wanna be part of organize or you know move in that direction of hitting things that are more impactful rather than these bar gigs. Right. Very good. That's very good. So I mean you started to mention it. 
you're active in getting more active in making videos. I've seen a bunch of your stuff. Um, active on social media, Instagram and everything. Where, where can we, I know where to find you. Mm -hmm. You're right here. Where can <laughs> they find you? He got me. <laughs> you can find me, uh, again, my name is Joe Kosas. Uh, my website is joecosas.com, J-O-E-C-O-S-A-S.com. And you can find me on Facebook. I have both a music page. I have a personal page. Um, that I post a lot of stuff on. I have an Instagram, Joe Kosas, and <laughs> Facebook, at Joe Kosas. Jo yeah, at Joe Kosas. Okay. Uh, Twitter, Joe Kosas. Okay, I wanna, I wanna tell this story because oh gosh. You, you have, over the years, I've known you for many years. <laughs> I'm so not ready for this. <laughs> I've known you I for know many years. And <sighs> I've, I'm proud of the fact that I've, convinced everybody to call you <laughs> Joe Kosas. No, but not like that. Right, and not like that. Not um, so like I'll that. tell the story. So our mutual friend, Jens Sweeting, this is how I remember it. Our mutual friend asked me, he wanted to record some stuff, and he asked me who, you know, who could record. I said, well, you know, I have a friend, Joe Kosas. You know, he said, okay, so we went over there. And, he, and as I remember it, he kept saying, Joe Kosas. <laughs> he kept calling you, so now, it's not, it's not just at Joe Kosas, it's Instagram, right? At Joe Kosas. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Kosas. But, and you and kept so getting upset. The, and and you so kept, all the local musicians are saying, Joe Kosas. You kept getting upset, but that's, I it's, it's I marketing. I it's like now, I was a, who, I was, who's this? Yes. Joe, Joe Kosas. Kosas. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Oh gosh. Are you wow. still upset with me? No, no, I'm not. Okay, I've gotten over it. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but it really this is, is. This was it. This was just, you just wanted to get this on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, oh man, should oh I tell gosh. the story about the video crew? This is a story I tell, I've, I've told, I, Wait, I've told the, a bunch the, of. Wait, uh, the, the, the Blackwall shoot? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, it's going there. Okay, well, so it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not much. It, so um, I, the, he has a video with John Blackwell and um, uh, oh man, who else? Is, uh, Jose Valentino. Jose Valentino. Doctor. Doctor. Doctor oh, Jose Valentino, the great Jalon King Jaylon. out of L.A. and uh, good old John Blackwell, who um, who's currently in the hospital right now. Thoughts and prayers would be appreciated. Yes. Um, but he used to play drums for Prince. Right. So he, he did a, that video shoot, which you can find on his YouTube channel, and he hired me to, to mix and record uh, the audio. And then he had a different video crew. So the, I remember I was putting up the mics on the piano. You were there warming up. Uh, I was setting up mics on the piano, and this guy, um, the, the video director. Brian. Come, Brian, that's right. He comes up and talks to you. Oh, well. Brian Satchfield, check out DMS, Digital Media Services. That's the name awesome of the company? Guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to check them out. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. They did a good job. Yeah. They did a really good job. Um, so he's talking to Joe about, well, we want to put this camera here, the, the camera there. So I, you know, this is the, the early morning, right? The beginning of the day. And so I let them finish. I let, I let them finish the conversation. I said, oh, actually, um, he prefers to be referred to, he prefers to be addressed as Joe Kosas. And the rest of the day, I didn't tell it to everybody, the rest of the day, the entire video crew, yep. the entire video crew and everybody in the house, Joe Kosas. And I am so proud of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's there so many more stories that, w that we could go into with a whole Joe Kosas thing. But uh, well, um, yeah, I think I think that's a good place to uh, to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, once again, <laughs> Joe Kosas. That's right. Thank you so much for cool. doing Absolutely, this, man. man. Thank you, Tito. All right. Well, there you have it. The high energy, inimitable Joe Kosas. <laughs> he really is a high energy kind of guy, but that's great. Uh, that's what that's part of what uh, 
what we like about him. So in case you're wondering, he did have a boy. His second child um, turned out to be a boy. I recorded this interview back in May of 2017. We didn't know. As you heard, they wanted to be surprised. Now, uh, now we do know. It is a boy. Yeah, congratulations. Check out his website, uh, joecosas.com. Joe, C-O-S-A-S dot com. His YouTube is the same, youtube.com slash joecosas. His Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff, joecosas. Um, I bet you're going to find yourself saying his name that way from now on. <laughs> and his studio is Blue Couch Studio. Um, you can look that up and go visit him if you have any uh, recording needs uh, or mixing, engineering, mastering, whatever else that audio needs that you have. As for this podcast, <laughs> um, subscribe. If you're not already subscribed, uh, please do so. You can find it on Apple Podcast, on Stitcher, uh, and of course always on, our, on the website on themusicgrind.com. Um, you can subscribe right there too through uh, RSS. If you want to send me an email, have questions or want to give me, um, suggestions or give me, uh, you know, contact info for somebody else that I should talk to, uh, send me an email at musicgrindpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I have an Instagram, uh, account now the, the podcast has an Instagram account at music grind podcast and i'm gonna put up uh some stuff there announcements for when the uh when the episodes are live i'll put up some pictures maybe some behind the scenes i i'm still trying to figure it out because this is primarily a podcast and not a um, a photo shoot i guess i don't know i'm trying to figure it out but uh follow me there and you'll you'll be a little bit more up to date as far as this uh thing Tell all your friends if you've enjoyed this. Tell your friends to listen. If they've ever had questions, if you're a musician and you've ever had difficulty explaining what you do, tell tell your friends to listen to this podcast and maybe that will help you explain. I hope so. <laughs> um, but Or just tell them to listen. Who knows? Who knows? Whatever. Uh, well, anyways, that's it for today. Um, everybody out there, stay well and thanks for listening. 